podcast is brought to you by the good people over at Gamefly. With over 9,000 titles for the PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, Nintendo Switch, Wii, and other consoles, there's no better time for gamers to make the most of their systems by using Gamefly to play all the new and classic games for as little as 32 cents a day. To start your 30-day free trial, head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Gamefly or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Hey, we are canceling the apocalypse! Something like this is worth doing if you can keep it quiet and simple. The way you just said that right now, that's out of cool. The vault door isn't that old. Messing with it runs the risk of a fail safe. Unless we want to hire a professional safe cracker. Which we don't. Which we don't. It's caught open it. Are you sure? Hello? What you're saying is we drill down through the floor of the apartment. That's right. Okay. You know the drill. <laughs> Can't do this. I don't know where we are right now. We're in the heart of the American dream. It's a brand new podcast from Parts Unknown, A Strange Journey Through the Depths of Netflix. It is Anthony Lewis along with Glenn Beauvais, and we're back to talk another random Netflix film, this time the 2016 black comedy film The Trust, starring Nicolas Cage, Elijah Wood, and uh, Sky Ferreria is the uh, the third, but really the... The third name that popped into my mind when I saw the cast list for this was Jerry Lewis as the dad of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although he's only in the movie for one scene, but he's he's got two scenes. Oh, does he have two? I thought I only remember the one. No, three. Technically, he has three. Oh yeah, that's right. No, nope, yeah, you're right. Two at I, the dinner table, and then one at the front door. Yeah, I uh, I split this into a, a multiple day viewing partly because my internet was shitty on one day. Um, so I didn't get to complete this all at once, which is weird because this is not a long movie, much like the last movie we watched. This is about an hour and a half or so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this was uh, released. Uh, this was re- released uh, for video on demand and in theaters by Saban Films. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is responsible for the Power Rangers and stuff. Yes. That was a little surprising to me. But I guess I just don't know what Saban's up to these days. Uh, I guess they're They made up- like a Tom Hanks movie a couple years ago. Really? Oh, okay. Well, I just yeah, haven't been I following I, him, I guess. I don't know if it was that... I don't think it was that like incredibly loud and incredibly close or whatever that movie was called. But it was mm-hmm. like... 
in that era of like not great Tom Hanks movies. Yeah. So the movie is about uh, Sergeant David Waters, who's played by Woods, and Lieutenant Jim Stone, who's played by uh, Nicolas Cage. And they are two Las Vegas police officers that I guess they work in the evidence section or whatever, evidence, evidentiary management. And they are just hate their jobs. They're disillusioned, they're bored, whatever. And, you know, as what happens, instead of, you know, quitting their job and finding happiness, uh, they decide that they're going to break into this vault that uh, belongs to, I guess, a, a mobster? Am I? They never really tell us exactly who this vault belongs to and what's going on. Uh, in fact, they go out of their way. Yeah, they times just find be... out a guy's like a low-level drug dealer. Yes. And then it's like, oh, you know what? I think he's... Yeah. I think there's this vault that they use to kind of run their money through. Yes. And multiple times, though, we get, like, allusions to... Who are these guys? What you know? What are they doing? Uh, it's uh, there's they put like this mysterious air around them, and uh, that is never that is never satisfied. We were never told who these people really are, and I guess it's really not that important to the whole uh, the whole scheme of things. But basically, uh, it is about these two guys who are friends, and they decide to go in on this together and eventually uh, once they start going through with it, uh, the deeper and deeper they get, uh, the worse and worse the situation is and uh, it leads to a very horrible end for both of them at the end of the day. Uh, The thing that caught me off guard the most about this movie was how not Nick Cage-like he was at first, but then by the end we we got tastes of Nick Cage in this movie. Uh, what did you, what did you think of the trust Glenn? I liked it a lot. Actually. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Me too. Um, I thought Nick cage and Elijah wood were great together. Yes. Um, I liked a lot of their character choices. Like you said, he wasn't very Nick cagey at first, but I would say for like both of them, they definitely like, and I would say with almost any of the characters, every time you initially meet somebody uh, like a cop or something, yeah. there's like this facade of responsibility. Yes. Um, and then it's always like the second time you see him or the second scene or whatever, all of that goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of see them for who they really are. Yeah. Um, like when we first meet the captain, it's like, oh, we don't have the budget for this, blah, blah, blah. And then it's, you know, immediately after explain all this, it's, hey, you know what? Hey, let's make sure I get this tractor from my son-in-law. Yep. Um, you know, abuse of power, which, yep. you know, is very topical right now. <laughs> Incredibly timely. Um, yes. And even like Nick Cage, you think like he's a guy who does his job right, this, that, and the other. And then it's like, oh, no, he's in a way just like the rest of them. It's just not as overt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's not necessarily yeah 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 well he's not like I guess he's not necessarily oppressing anybody he's just taking advantage of his position yes Um, same thing as Elijah Wood again not necessarily oppressing anybody 
definitely feels disenfranchised with his job and life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like you see him riding the bicycle that's in the evidence locker. Yep. Um, but I even like early on with the scene, whenever they find the drugs and the pistons in a in a truck or a car that's broken down, and that's how they're actually yes uh, transport. Which is that's pretty that's pretty good little <laughs> yeah. Uh, trick, I guess. Yep. Uh, but you know, even like Nick Cage, like, well, that's evidence. You got it. You know. So it's like he's not. It feels like with him, his line is like, once it gets into the custody, like that's it. You know, we have a job to do. Yeah. Uh, but I guess anything before that, it could be fair game. Sure. Yeah, it's a very, uh, um, it's a very gray take on on everything, and they they seem like. Well, you know, I, I should take that back. Elijah Wood from the beginning, uh, like, you know who he is, or at least how he feels about everything from the instant oh, yeah, you see yeah. him, because he's sleeping with, I don't know if it's like a hooker or his girlfriend, or I think it's a hooker because he puts like money on the dresser. Well, it's not. Yeah. And there's another guy in there. Yeah. Uh, probably who seems kind of drugged out. Yeah, but you know, he's getting laid, and the expression on his face is emptiness. Like he's just yeah. there, and that was everything about his character. And it's it's his whole arc until you know that's the arc he takes. Is by the end of this movie though, he's uh not. He kind of does the right thing. Like he he. He goes too far, realizes that he's gone too far, and decides to do the right thing, although it doesn't end up mattering for him anyway, but he does decide to do the right thing. Uh, Nick Cage's character is much more interesting to me because he, I don't know, he he kind of just wanders through this whole existence, it, it feels like. It seems like he's doing his job just fine, but... And he seems like a nice enough guy, but then when the time comes for him to, um, you know, when he, uh, when they're going through the whole planning stage and he's getting his hands on the weapons he needs, he just shoots the guy who's selling him the guns in cold blood. Uh, he shoots the guy that they have. But to even take before that, yes, he's like, when he's trying to infiltrate, Yes. You can tell at his job, everybody likes him. He yes. jokes around. He might yes. not be the best employee, but he's good to have around. Yep. Um, like, you know, and, and again, what's awesome is none of this is done with dialogue. Uh, well, they oh, you can no. hear. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you know, all the crews get a good time. They laugh. But and he just kind of comes across as like the goofy older white guy. But he's he's cool because he's like just trying to be himself and he's, you yeah. know, like yep. it's, he's like the nerdy cool guy mm-hmm. um, that's trying to be hit, but he's like not doing it but in, it's a, like, in a disrespectful way. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like it's earnest, I guess. Yeah. It's charming. Um, yes. But then it's like when he wants to meet Elijah Wood, it's at a strip club basically. <laughs> yes. And like, but Elijah Woods really uncomfortable with it, which, you know, yes. given what we just seen from him yes. and everything that you have seen with uh, oh, Nick Cage, it's all like the positive thinking and, like, mm-hmm. you know, just comes across as basically ne- he's basically Ned Flanders. Right. I mean, that's kind of, kind of yes. what with the mustache like he's you know, uh, yes. oh gosh darn it. You know, like yes. and then it's just like but 
but then you're like you know again like where does he go to choose to eat? he chooses you know kind of a seedy little strip mm-hmm. club thing and then yeah like you said it's just um I also like that the parts of Vegas that they show, like it wasn't the strip, you know, it's old Vegas, you know, yeah. that's kind of like, like the real Vegas. That's the real experience kind of thing. It's not commercialized as much or sanitized. It's just, you know, it's what you would think, you know, yeah. um, and a lot of just like, you know, it just like, you know, anything with Vegas, you know, you get one block off the strip, you know, it turns into poor neighborhoods or, you know, just small businesses, nothing Mm -hmm. fancy. Yep. Um, and you know, it's just getting to see that side of it was, was also neat. Yeah. He, he has a very aw shucks nature to him. Uh, Nick Cage's character. (laughs) And the, uh, one of the things I really liked about this movie was how well they did tension. I thought there were a lot of really yeah, great yeah. tense moments in this movie where, um, uh, so spoilers in case you want to watch this movie and you haven't watched it. I don't know why you'd be listening to us review this random movie unless you have either seen it or you have no desire to see it. But, uh, and I would just say before we get to spoil, I, I do recommend people seeing this. It's, oh, yes. it's a good movie. Yeah. I was caught off guard by how much I enjoyed this movie. Absolutely. Um, so when it when it boils down to it, and uh, things get nasty, there's a moment where Elijah Wood shoots like through a wall and hits Nicolas Cage's character, and we th- presume that he is dead. But to me, that scene was so tense because more than once in this movie has there been a scene where <laughs> Nick Cage's character kind of like dad jokes, like pretends he's like on the floor or out or something. And then he's like, ah, I gotcha. Like, I'm like, holy shit, this dude's going to die. Like, don't you remember these other times that he did this to you? He's walking up to the body and you're not getting the gun out of his hand. Yes. And like the gun is placed right on his chest. His hand is still on the trigger. I'm like, he's going to die. Like he's going to, he's just playing like all the other times, but he wasn't, he was, he was dead. Uh, but that was very tense. There's a scene where, uh, while they're trying to drill into this vault, another cop shows up and Elijah Wood oh, has to, cop. Oh, he wasn't, I thought he was a police officer. Like, an, I thought another officer shows up and Elijah Wood has to like distract him away, tell him that they're undercover or doing a stakeout or something like that. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that was another police officer. Am I wrong about that? Well, he he wasn't a cop. He was like a, one of those because uh, he talks about. Oh, I wish I was a cop. So he's one of those like security details. Oh, things. okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah. Clearly working for uh, the drug dealer, you know, that's or whatever they are yeah. uh, in the house. Because you know he can tell he's suspicious. I mean, I think him giving the phone. Uh, Yes, it kind of helped, but I think they they he they were screwed the moment that cop showed up. Yeah, I mean, and there's the moment where Nick Cage is gonna, you know, is he gonna shoot him? Is he not? Um, and then he almost shoots Sky Ferreria's character, who is the woman who is with the man that was living in this apartment uh, that was above the the safe, and he was killed, but she is not, and she plays the scared victim the whole time. Like she doesn't know who this guy even was and she doesn't live here or nothing, but obviously at least some of that was a lie because 
uh, of what happens at the end of the film. So uh, another, I think another excellent example, I mean, even when they cracked the safe, there was a lot of tension in all of that. And they just did a great job of building up all of that. And I guess, Glenn, what I'm trying to say is I'm very surprised at how good this movie was. Uh, it's yeah, not, a, well, it's it's, not an all-time classic, uh, but I went in with like a lower bar of expectations for this but it exceeded yeah. them well i thought you know this you know you look at the poster and even that kind of stuff i'm thinking like okay this is gonna be a super serious movie mm-hmm. maybe we'll kind of get like somewhat um unintentional comedy out of it yeah and especially like not so much the beginning. I mean, the beginning, you know, and it's like, okay, well, they're okay. They're doing something different. It's you know, maybe it'll be serious, but then just immediately when they get into the house where they're gathering the evidence, I mean, it immediately, you know, jokes are flying. Uh huh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be kind of like a a dark comedy. Yep. Um, and it stays that way pretty much all the way up until he shoots the guy to get the guns. And then it's like another tonal shift, but it yeah. wasn't, it was a good, you know, tonal yeah. Shift. Yeah. It was a needle scratch, but it wasn't like, Oh, you know, it didn't like just ruin it. It, it felt like they were like, they were lolling you into it. You yes. Know? Yes. Um, that's exactly how I felt. Like, I'm like, this is pretty easy. Uh, it's, it's breezing by. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Holy shit. Whoa, this, <laughs> things have changed quite dramatically and it kind of the movie really takes off from there but uh it never fully loses that sense that it has at the beginning i mean i love that scene in the beginning when they're uh they're gathering the evidence and then they come across another guy (laughs) who's hiding and he slugs an officer and elijah wood's reaction is to like laugh at this uh, yeah. He, but then he's like, "Oh, you okay, man?" Uh, afterwards, but it, to them it was yeah, like the cops. Yeah, like it get, yeah. to me, to them it was just like nothing. Like, yeah, that's that's the job. Um. Yeah. I uh, loved the yeah, uh, yeah. I loved when they had to special order the drill from Germany, and Nicholas Cage <laughs> is on the phone trying to talk in German. Uh, to these guys and the German guys on the other end are like, are these guys trying to rob a bank or something? And then the one's just like, Oh, that's cool. Like they just, they, they suspected yeah, he yeah. may have been up to something, but did it anyway. Um, yeah. Cause like, Oh, it, you know, this could be funny. Sure. You know? Sure. I mean, and it was really expensive. Um, you know, but then we got to see, you know, Ethan, Ethan Suplee's character, uh, the other uh, cop that uh, features prominently in this movie from time to time, like uh, he seems like an asshole from the first time we meet him when he pretends to play roulette oh, yeah. I mean, with Elijah Wood's yeah. character. Uh, but then only to find out that he's like a, not only a terrible, terrible cop, but human being uh, as well. They go to him to get money to kind of fund some of this stuff. And yeah, it's a... Uh, at at times really uncomfortable, especially considering what's going on right now. It was surprisingly uncomfortable at times uh, to to see it, but you know it's not a completely dishonest portrayal either. And I think everybody knows that, uh, which I think sort of added to my enjoyment of all of this. Like it felt uh, it felt grounded, but 
um, they also managed to to keep it at least a little light. And it helped by the end when Nick Cage was really pissed that he just can't help but turn into Nicolas Cage. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember if he was screaming like "Open it now" or something, but he screamed it like fifty times in a row, just oh, over yeah, he, and he over said, again. Open it, open it, open, open it, it, open it, open it, it, open it. Yeah, it was. Oh man, just kept yelling it, and I'm like, oh, there's the Nicolas Cage I came to see. Uh, yeah, well, he's he, he like, has moments. Yeah. Um, I mean. I also can't overstate how incredibly funny I found this movie too. Yes. Um, the, <laughs> the scene where Elijah Wood tapes out the, what the apartment oh, is above yes. the safe. And it's like, okay, yeah, let's have a look. They're literally there for five minutes. And he said it took him like three hours. Three to hours. <laughs> Something he's like, like, what's with this part? And he's like, ah, where, a, a bee flew yeah, in my but, face. And it's, I find it funny because, like, you see that, yeah, you see that stuff in movies, right? Like, yes. they always build, like, these models and that kind of stuff. But, yes. like, in the movie, you only spend, like, five minutes of them dissecting their plan. It's like, man, yes. it must have took them forever yes. to, to build that, you know? Yes. Um, <laughs> and then even, like, the, the oh, you never had Tabasco on a lime? And he, and he eats it whole, and he's like, that's disgusting. He's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's amazing how much they were able to kind of pack into all of this there there was there was a lot of humor um but like even the like the lime tabasco thing it's like a like a like a lower stakes version of uh pushing yourself like you know like oh you gotta suffer through it and Mm -hmm. but it's like you know it's lime with tabasco sauce i mean it's nothing severe not the end of the world it's all part of his positive thinking yes you know Yes. Um, yeah. And the, and the movie also subverts your expectations at the end in a, in a really good way. Uh, it seems like Elijah Wood is going to rescue this girl and either run off with her or give her the tickets to take somebody else with her or something. And then you get the, the twist at the end that she was lying to them or essentially or lying in part to them this whole time she works with these guys they come and essentially rescue her and uh, neither of these two men uh, who were just uh, just wanting a, a more exciting life I guess I don't know um, neither of them make it out of this movie at the end of it so uh, I guess the uh, the message at the end of the day is uh, even if you hate your job you just gotta keep doing it Glenn so <laughs> or, or you know, uh, or, you you know, know maybe they could have just honeypot fu- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they could have just found another job they liked. Uh, that would have also maybe solved the problem, but uh, no. Um, yeah, that that's not what happened here. Uh, any any final thoughts on the trust, Glenn? And uh, what would you give it? Uh, I, I mean, I, I just I really can't like go over enough of how much I enjoy that they showed the benign and the mundane aspects of yes what is real police work you mm-hmm. know uh yes they're real officers but they just wear these terrible khakis with the t- i mean awful those shirts look so bad yep <laughs> um i mean they just they look like just your departments running out of money yeah. you know printed typical navy blue kind of shirt down at the and t- just down at the full t-shirt cotton, store you know you yeah. bet when they sweat it just darkens yes. um 
And it's just like they're going over tape and it's just like, eh, you know, scrub it. Yeah, who cares? You know, yeah, look, we're going to cover our tracks this way kind of thing. And it's just, the, you know, it's just in a way you're just seeing all these officers who are part of the system and maybe they started off idealist, uh, you know, thinking they were going to do good. But it's just they've been grinded down by just the real nuts and bolts sounds of like, the system. And, sounds like politics. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot it's like, like that. they're. It's you know it's like they they feel disenfranchised with what they're what you know regardless what they're looking for either making a difference or the excitement of the job yeah you know again you're at a crime scene you see a guy bust loose you know it isn't like this exciting chase scene it's just the guy runs upstairs and they make a joke at the fat cop's expense and then it's just Nick Cage talking to his captain about you know getting money for this and buying a tractor and then they just see the guy run out and it's yes. just a bunch of cops chasing him beat the crap out of him and Ham's like oh, oh god come on now and it's just everything just seems like everyone is uh, it's like I'm trying to think of how to phrase it but it's like everyone has been so de- like desensitized yeah. by all of this but also just everything is an inconvenience for them. Like, again, it's not so much like yeah. this. Oh yeah, let's go kick some ass. It's like, Oh, why is this guy got to run now? Uh, that's yeah. just another report. You know, again, you're, you're, you're dealing with the people who have to deal with all the bureaucracy that goes on behind the scenes of this. Or, yes. Yes. You know, uh, and you can tell with the younger guy, like whenever Elijah Wood leaves, he's like, well, I can't do this by myself. It's like, God, no one gives a shit. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's just, Yes. Just stuff like that. Um, you know, also like Nick Cage, you know, it's funny that he does find this partner and that they are friends and he's his boss, but like, it's almost like he's, you know, then it seems like so much of his, is unspoken of like him giving him a pass. Cause it's like, yeah, his wife's leaving him. Yeah. He's doing pot, you know, who cares? You know, I probably wouldn't arrest anybody on the street for it. You know, it's not like it's a big score, you know, That'll, that's what that's what'll move me up. So I have to listen to his captain, you know, basically give a tractor to in law for free. And yes, you know, it's just it's all that kind of stuff of just, you know, they it's like the office, but with cops. Yes, um, kind of. Yeah, it, I just yeah, and you know, and then again, like when you go into the apartment and all that stuff is like you said, super tense. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he shoots that guy in the chest, and he's just like everything just nonchalant dumps him in the tub and then yep. you know get everything with that lady and it's like you're constantly seeing her like try and pull herself from under the bed and it's like god that's got to be digging into her wrist like yeah they do it just does a really good job i've never heard of the directors who had done this never yes. seen anything they had done um but yeah just a pleasant pleasant surprise mm-hmm. i agree uh so what would you give it I would, I, man, I don't, I'd probably give it like maybe a four and a quarter. Like I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. Yeah. I gave this a four, uh, as well. I was very surprised. Uh, I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll get lucky and this will be like a three or a three and a half. Uh, when I started watching it, I'm like, you know, for the fun, but it really ended up just being a really good movie. And I'm a little surprised I didn't hear really any more about this than, you know, this is the first time I'd ever even heard of this movie. And I just presume this is one of those things that Nicolas Cage did because, you know, he did uh, 325 movies in 2016, and this was just one of them. And I'd never heard of this before, but what a pleasant surprise. 
I I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, what's like what's its score? Like what's its rating? Uh, not like not necessarily just Rotten Tomatoes, but just like it's a sixty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, but only a five point four out of ten on IMDb. Um, I actually don't have the. Maybe I should go find the the average oh, audience score. score is bad uh, for the trust. Yeah, on, the audience uh, score is on Rotten Tomatoes twenty nine percent. Really? Yeah. Oh man! Well, the audience is very wrong. I don't know what they were watching. Average but. rating of two point seven. Wow! Really? Yeah, that's harsh. Uh, yeah. So on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critic score is a sixty-three percent with a five point four seven out of ten average rating, which is the definition of mixed reviews. But I don't know. I I disagree. I mean, it's it's not reinventing the wheel here, but. I thought their chemistry was great. The performances were good. Uh, the tension was really well done. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, no it wasn't like super slick, but no, I don't know. But that, yeah, that didn't matter to me. Uh, yeah, I have no complaints. Uh, I really enjoyed this one, and I think that means we both recommend it uh, for people to to yeah. check out the trust on Netflix. Okay, so let's head on over to RealGood.com. Uh, their Netflix roulette machine, and we'll spin the uh, the virtual wheel to find out what we are watching next time. As always, no documentaries, no comedy specials, no foreign language films, that sort of thing, no television shows, no uh, children's programming, all of that stuff. Uh, just movies. Just the movies. And uh, yeah, so far, I'm getting nothing but documentaries oh there's a stand-up special in another language uh there's a documentary about india there's a gabriel iglesias stand-up special uh how are you feeling about that glenn no i'm good you're good uh come on power rangers samurai christmas together no Okay, let's uh let's keep going here. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Uh <laughs> I think this is a movie everybody's already seen, so we don't have to worry about spoiling it. But uh the next time Glenn and I come to you, we will be talking about uh the nineteen ninety-nine all-time classic film The Matrix. Starring Keanu oh. Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving. The original, The Matrix, uh, which I'm sure we've talked about before, but never. Oh, I know you've talked about it because you hate that movie for uh, making the word sheeple a thing. I don't think that was me. I don't think that was me. Um, Was that Aaron or Ben? No, I feel like I know you said that you you don't you don't hate the movie, but you can't you won't ever forgive it because of oh because of the term sheeple, perhaps. Um, I no, I love the Matrix, and I don't think we've ever talked about it in detail before. So, no, no. Uh, and this is a good excuse to go grab a movie off of my shelf and rewatch it. So, uh, that's totally what we're gonna do. Uh, but in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, um, TuneIn, all of that stuff. Just search for Cinema Geekly. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time and hear us talk about 
1999 all-time classic Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving, all those good people. We'll be talking about The Matrix on another podcast from Parts Unknown.